Shalom to all. Today's office Kalim Daf Lametes, and we are starting about the fourth line with the words of Zaira. And in the Vilna Torah Sadaf, it's near the beginning of Chaf Aleph Amud Aleph. And today's Daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas Mars Miriam Sarabas Yaakov Moshe Her Nishama should have an Aliyah. Yesterday we had started talking about Mechitzas, and the Gemara taught about it Tzuras Pesach, which is considered a Mechitza. Remember, Tzuras Pesach is like a door frame, so it has a post on either side and a board or a string on top connecting the two. And we had learned that if one made a Tzuras Pesach by his Kerem, it's like there's a wall there, and he can plant another min right on the other side of it. Now Rish Lakishat taught this Tzuras Pesach can even be more than 10 Amis wide, and we discussed whether or not Rish Lakish holds this as well when it comes to Mechitza necessary for Shabbos, or when we're trying to fence in an area on Shabbos for it to be considered Rosh Hashayachid, maybe the Tzuras Pesach can be a max of 10 Amis wide and not more than that. And then we're continuing to talk about the Tzuras Pesach, Hashid Rish Lakish, Reb Zaira says the name of Avduma de Chaifa, who says B'Shem Reb Shem ben Lakish, Logaiva, when dealing with the height of the Tzuras Pesach, Afilu Ad Mea Ama, it's even allowed to be 100 Amis tall. And our Avudan, our Avudan says, Hadadat Amr Linyan Kelayim, that's only in regards to Kelayim, of all Indian Shabbos, but when we're talking about a Tzuras Pesach in regards to Shabbos, this Peah, this Tzuras Pesach that we're referring to, is allowed to be higher than the Kaira. Now, what's a Kaira? So we know that even though Medai Raisa, it's most to carry within a Chatzar enclosed by walls, the Chum required that the entranceway to this Chatzar needs a Kaira, a cross being placed on top of it for a hacker to remind people that they're about to leave into the Rabim, and this prevents them from carrying in between the Rosh and Rosh Rabim. Now, this Kaira is not allowed to be more than 20 Amas high, and that's what we said over here. Maybe in regards to Kalayim, the Tzuras Pesach is allowed to be more than 20 Amas tall, but not in regards to Shabbos. And our Rabbi Yitzhak Yitzhak says, no, he Kalayim, he Shabbos, Kalayim and Shabbos have the same din, that the Tzuras Pesach is not to be taller than 20 Amas. So the Gemara asks, I'll die to Rabbi Yitzhak, according to Rabbi Yitzhak, according to some of the Girsas, I'll die to the Rebbe, according to Rebbe, Ma ben Kaira, Ma ben Peah. What would the difference be between a Kaira, in regards to Shabbos, and a Peah, meaning a Tzuras Pesach, in regards to Kalayim? Why in regards to Kalayim is allowed to be taller, and why in regards to Shabbos, is it not allowed to be more than 20 Amas? So the Gemara answers, Peah, this Tzuras Pesach, in regards to Kalayim, doesn't save when we have only one direction. It has to be surrounded on all four directions. What does it mean, all four directions? So in regards to Kalayim, we have to have a post here, a post there. That's two ruchas. The cross beam, or the string on top, is the third one. And we have the floor, which is the bottom. What does it mean, the floor? So the two side beams have to reach all the way to the floor. So since you have all four directions, the two sides and the top and the bottom, forming a box, even if it's taller than 20 amas, it's considered a valid source of Pesach. However, Kaira, Matzalas Merachachas, when we're dealing with a Kaira in regards to Shabbos, we only need one ruach. We just need a cross beam going on top, and we don't count the floor, and we don't even necessarily count the sides, because the sides are part of the existing wall of the Chatzar. And remember, as we said, the whole purpose of the Kaira is just to be a hacker, a recognition. People have to be able to notice the Kaira to remind themselves that they're moving in between Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah Rabim. And therefore, if the Kaira is higher than 20 amas, people aren't going to be able to see it. That's why, in regards to Shabbos, it's allowed to be max 20 Amis. And this goes like what Reb Zeir said in the name of Amnuna. This Peah, the Surah Sapesach, in regards to Kalayim, only saves, it's only considered a proper Surah Sapesach if it has all four sides or all four directions. Now, another dinner regarding Surah Sapesach, Amrav Babar Mamal, he says as follows A pergola used for vines. This is basically a roof over the vines that's held up by posts. One's not allowed to carry under them on Shabbos because it's considered the end of the roof. Namely, we have four poles stuck in the ground, and then we have a roof on top of them, but that roof is extending beyond the posts. So we can't view the edge of the roof as a kaira, as a cross beam, in order to say that we have a tzuras pesach over here in regards to Shabbos to allow us to carry underneath it. That's because it doesn't look like a cross beam. It just looks like it's part of the roof. So that's why we wouldn't have a tzuras pesach here. And Lama Tassar and on top, same thing with Kalayim. And the end of the roof doesn't count for peah for the tzuras pesach in regards to Kalayim, because it just looks like the end of the roof.
under the roof, and it doesn't look like a crossbeam for a tzuras pesach. And our Pinchas, he tells us, also of the Kumi Rabbi Yirmiyah, a situation came in front of Rabbi Yirmiyah, Ba'arba Mudin, where there was four posts, Ba'arlein Arba Pistaliyais, and on top of them, there were four crossbeams, Ba'hitil Tatatachtei and Mishon and he allowed carrying underneath them because this is considered a proper tzuras pesach. And we continue, Rabban Rabbanin Ban Kumi Rabzaira, Rabbanin the Rabbanin asked in front of Rabzaira. What about a tzuras pesach? Would that save in regards to sukkah? Meaning, would it be considered a kosher wall when we're dealing with a sukkah? Because if it's considered a kosher mechitza when we're dealing with kalayim and shabbos, maybe we could use it as a wall for a sukkah. So Amalani told them, Peyam Hatzalas B'Sukkah, a Tzuras HaPesach does save in regards to the Sukkah, it's considered a valid wall. So they asked him, Soif Schach Mahu Shiatzal B'Sukkah, what about the end of the Schach, meaning the part of the Schach, which is right at the edge of the Sukkah, would that save the Sukkah? Meaning, would we be able to make a Tzuras HaPesach with that part of the Schach? So Amalani told him, Ein Soif Schach Matzal B'Sukkah, the end of the Schach, does not save with the Sukkah. So we asked, Ma Bein what's the difference between this one and that one? If we have a regular Tzuras HaPesach, it does save, but the end of the Schach doesn't save. So we answer, one is made for this and one isn't made for this. One of them is made to be a Tzuras HaPesach. Two side beams and a cross beam. So that's clearly made to be a Tzuras HaPesach and it could be used for a wall of the Sukkah. But one of them is not made for that. It's just the Schach. And similar to what we just mentioned before, it's not viewed as the Kaira for the Tzuras HaPesach. It's just viewed as the Schach and therefore it can't be counted as a proper Mechitza. Now, Om Rabbo, Rabbo says, Kol Ilin Milayo, all this discussion that we just had, Linyan Masu Matan. It's only regards to the discussion, the back and forth, just to be able to learn But in terms of Pasch, we're not allowed to paskin like this. And we don't say that a Tzuras HaPesach works as a wall for a sukkah. Mayim sukkah kala at Amar Asr, when we're dealing with sukkah, which we're usually much more makal with, we say that a Tzuras HaPesach is Asr, Shabbos chamur like kol shikain. when we're dealing with Shabbos, which is much more chamur, wouldn't we say that for sure? And that means that Tzuras HaPesach in certain situations wouldn't work for Shabbos either. Now, Rabban Rechia ba kumi Rab Zaira, Rabban Rechia asked in front of Rab Zaira, Mantana Peya Matzeles, who's the one that said that a Peya, a Tzuras HaPesach, will be Matzil, will save, meaning will be valid, and that's considered a valid mechitza. Nuri, isn't it Rabbi Yechem Nuri? We had Rabbi Yechem Nuri on the previous staff who made sure that the breaches in the fence were narrower than 10 Amas so that we can have a proper Tzuras HaPesach. So Amalei told him, Adahi Tana, which other Tana is it? Yes, it's Rabbi Yechem Nuri. Now we continue talking about Mechitzas, going back to what we mentioned discussing Lavud. What's Lavud? Lavud is when we have two things that are within three Tvachim of each other, that gap is considered closed. So now we're going to define a number of different Mechitzas that use Lavud or that don't use Lavud. Number one, Nimse Saimer, it turns out you say, in Kalayim, in regards to Kalayim, if there's less than three tefachim in between the posts, kisasom, it's considered like it's closed, and a different min is allowed to be planted all along the wall, even where there's open gaps, because again, those gaps are considered closed. Mishloi Shavad Arba, let's say the gaps are in between three and four tefachim, so that means that they're more than three tefachim. So, Ima Aymid Rab Alaparot, if there's more standing fence than open areas, meaning than gaps, Mutter, so he's still allowed to plant on the other side of the fence. Bima Parts, Rab Aymid, however, if there's more breaches than standing part, Usser, so he's not allowed to plant on the other side of this wall, even on the other side of the posts, meaning where we actually have part of the fence standing, and that's because, number one, we don't have love connecting these posts, and number two, and this is the more important part, the posts themselves are not four tfachim wide, they're less than that, and therefore they're not considered something chashav in and of themselves, so they can't be considered little mini fences, therefore no planting anywhere alongside this fence. However, Merabavad Aser, let's say the gaps are in between four tfachim and ten amas, and that means that the posts are that size also, meaning every post is at least four tefachim wide, 
If there's more standing fence than breaches, mutter, so he's allowed to plant along the whole thing. But if there's more breaches than standing part, he's allowed to plant where we have posts. That's because the posts are four tefach and wide and they're considered chashuv, so each one is considered like its own mini fence. But opposite the breaches, the open areas, he's not allowed to plant over there because it's not considered sealed. Whereas Yesemaser, if one of those breaches is wider than 10 amas, even though across the whole fence there's more standing than breaches, still it's only permitted to plant where we have the standing parts of the fence, but where the breaches are, it's Aser. Now that was all regarding Kilayim. Lenyin Shabbos, in regards to Shabbos, were more Machmir. Anytime the gap is less than three Tfachim, it's considered like it's closed, and therefore it's considered like we have a fence for Shabbos. If the gaps are between three and four, or anywhere between four and ten, if there's more standing fence than breaches, then he's allowed to carry over here because it's considered a Mechitza. However, if it's if there's more breaches than standing fence, also he's not allowed to carry here. If there's a breach more than 10 amas, even though there's more standing fence than open space, Usser, it's usser to carry her completely. Now, Rabbi says the name of Yehuda Barpazi, who says, B'Shem Rabbi Yechanan, Les Kan Arba. We're not garris over here from three until four. That we had just said, if there's more oimid than parots, then it's mutter. That's not part of the girsa. And why is that? Memar Ralph on the top, Yesh Kan Pirtza Shloisha, Ein Kan Makam Arba. Because we have breaches of more than three, and we don't have posts that are four. When we say between three and four, that means that the posts are between three and four tvachim, and the gaps are between three and four tvachim. So we don't have lavud because the gaps are more than three tvachim, and the posts themselves aren't considered chashuv because they're not four tvachim wide. So even if there's more standing fence than breaches, it would be also to carry over here, and it wouldn't be a mechitza. However, Master of Mana of Mana asks, but Tanin, we learned mekifin bekanim that we can surround the whole campsite area with little reeds. The kaniyashlei makaim, a little reed, it has a makaim. A reed itself is not four tvachim wide. So why does it make a difference if the posts themselves aren't four tvachim wide? That shouldn't be a reason to say that this is not considered a fence. So told. Don't ask a question on me from something that's less than three tvachim apart. Anytime we have posts that are within three tvachim of each other, that's considered closed. But over here, we're also talking about that there was more than three tvachim in between the posts, and that's why it can't be considered closed. However, Yeser Rabban says, B'shem Rav, even so, since there's more standing fence than breaches, it still would be mutter. Meaning, let's say the posts themselves are a little bit less than four tvachim, so let's say they're 3.9 tvachim wide and the gaps in between the posts are 3.1 tfachim, so we don't have lavud because we have gaps of more than 3 tfachim, and we also don't have chashuv posts because they're 3.9 tfachim, but still we have more oymid than parots, and therefore it would be considered valid mechitza, so Rabbi Yisri Rabboni, the name of Rav, argues with the din of Rav Chananya B'Shem Rabbi Yechanan. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a brand new halacha. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.